Hello, hello. This is episode 47, When You Feel Ostracized. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. So we had a random power outage for some reason, and so I am doing this on my phone with half battery life, hoping that I can get you guys this awesome information today before my phone dies or with pretty good sound, hopefully good sound. So let's just jump right into it then. So when you feel ostracized, and this is something that I think happens It's something that I see happening often, people feeling this way when you have children with special needs, you have a special needs family, and you're different, you know, than the families that are around you. And so I actually dove into doing some research here, and the origins of the word ostracized and just the idea is kind of cool. Well, kind of cool, maybe not cool, interesting, how about that? Anyway, so back um, in Athens, right, when you were someone, I guess, that wasn't liked, or if someone had a problem with you, they could write your name on a pot shred or like broken pottery or something else, and they'd turn it in to kind of the leadership of the community. And if enough people wrote the same citizen's name and, and turned it in, then that person would be required to leave the district of the district of Attica for 10 years. And this was considered ostracized. You've been ostracized. And so as I did a little more research, some of the definitions vary, but essentially ostracization or to be ostracized is to be deliberately excluded or left out. So for the sake of what we're talking about today, we're going to stick to that definition. So I want to dive into this idea uh, actually to make a distinct difference between when you are feeling ostracized by others and how you are probably actually ostracizing yourself or contributing unconsciously to feeling ostracized, but you're attributing it to someone else. So here's an example. Let's say that you overhear a family member saying, hey, I'm just very uncomfortable around their child. Or maybe they say it directly to you. I'm uncomfortable around your child. I don't know what to say or what to do. Or, you know, maybe they don't even actually explain any of that, right? But you get the essential idea. They don't particularly enjoy being around you, you you mean your child, and so therefore when you come over with your child, they just don't prefer it for whatever reason. And from what, in hearing so, the probability of you feeling unwanted or ostracized is high, especially if you find out, right, later on that they are getting together, whether you have family members that are getting together and they're not inviting you, right, intentionally not inviting you for whatever reason, right? They think they're going to have a better time without you or something like that. So you find all of this out and you feel ostracized and which for me anyway, is an awful feeling. Like I don't prefer it to all the feelings that are out there. I definitely don't prefer this one because <laughs> it hurts, right? It's, it's painful. And I want to point out that that really is the main reason that anybody has an issue with being ostracized. It's because it hurts. Now, I do want to 
make a clarification. Cause as I was thinking about this and I was thinking about all the ways that those people with disabilities have been ostracized and some of the history, which I still have more to do, more research to do about that. But there are definitely things in the history of, of how people with disabilities have been treated where being ostracized was a definite thing. I mean, in the law, some laws for being recognized and not discriminated against as um, someone with disabilities, the ADA Act was only enacted in 1990, right? And even in 2004, you only find the law being passed for having the right to public education, having your disabilities accommodated so you could access public education that the state or the country would provide that for you. That was only a law in 2004, right? So think about how... In that way, you were ostracized as far as you didn't have access to um, work or education because you had a disability and that it wasn't something that that was being accommodated by. Like you can definitely feel ostracized and, and, and be ostracized from that. Now, those, although they are problems, are not the problems that I am addressing on my podcast today. And I just want to make that clear that I'm not trying to brush over those things I just know that I'm definitely not qualified to to address them properly and give them their um, their, I guess, due time and research and things like that. So what I'm talking about today mainly is what to do when you feel ostracized about about the feeling and about that experience, what is within your power to to do about it and and what decisions are you going to make from there? So. The biggest problem with feeling ostracized is the hurt, right? And that's what I'm addressing today. So in this example that I gave where you overheard a family member saying they weren't comfortable being around your child or they didn't want to, or you find out they're having get-togethers without you there, what you want to remember is that the reason that you're hurting emotionally is because of the story in your mind because of what you're thinking. So the fact is they said, quote, I am uncomfortable around your child, close quote. Okay, so maybe that's what they said. And what you might think is something like, oh, they don't like us. They don't like my child. They don't want to be around us. They hate us, you know, or something extreme like that, I guess. Um, Another thing that you might be thinking Family shouldn't behave like that, right? Or that's my mom, that's my brother, that's my sister. Those are my friends. Or like decent people shouldn't think that way, right? You have something called a manual for how people should and shouldn't behave. And good people, right, in your manual, let's say, for example, in your manual, it says good people or my family should want to be around my child with special needs. They should want to help us. They should include us. And when they don't, when people don't live by the prescribed manual you've given them, whether it's conscious or subconscious, it's upsetting. It's painful. Some people I've heard describe it as feeling betrayed, right? Or feeling ostracized feeling unwanted, feeling like they don't care about them, whatever it is, because you have this manual that, um, that, that says that people should treat you a certain way so that you don't have to feel ostracized. Okay. So the pain doesn't come from that other person making their choices and doing what they want to do, right? We're assuming, 
that there's no physical abuse going on here, right? But what's happening is they're making their choices and you're interpreting it to mean negative things about you or negative things about them. Now, the truth is you really don't know for sure what's going on in their brain. But what you do know, at least what you need to figure out, is what's going on in your brain. Your story is creating your pain. Your stories also create your joy. They create your life experience. So you want to examine it. Like this is your contribution to it. Now, I'm not saying that they may not be taking actual action to ostracize you. Perhaps their intent is, hey, I don't want to be around you. Therefore, I'm going to have a get together and intentionally not invite you. That's totally a possibility. And your brain wants to go there first because it's the most dangerous place emotionally or psychologically to go. And your brain wants to predict the worst thing that can happen to protect you. And it's going to do that ahead of time. But what ends up happening is we end up living in misery and ostracization before it actually happens, or we create it for ourselves without it actually happening sometimes. You got to um, be on to yourself in that way, raise some awareness, because the, the, the likelihood of you contributing to your feeling ost- ostracized is pretty much 100%. You're definitely contributing. So how is the question? So examine your stories, examine your manuals that you have for these people that you feel are ostracizing you and your child and you feel that they shouldn't be. What do you think they should be doing? And the reality is, do you actually know what they should be doing with their life? Just as much as they think they know what you should be doing with yours. Do you think they know that? These are great questions to ask our brains just to get an idea of where we are, where we're standing, right? And the power in that and understanding what your brain is doing, understanding what it's trying to do is that then you can make a conscious decision. You can make an informed decision because now you've uncovered all the things that your brain is offering you that's creating pain. So you can choose. Excuse me, I have another child that needs me. All right, I'm back. So what you think creates how you feel. The stories that are in your mind, the manuals you have for other people are important things to uncover if you want to be able to solve for that feeling of feeling ostracized, right? So something to remember also is that you cannot control other people. At least I haven't figured out how to do that. You cannot make them want to be with your child. You cannot make them include you. You cannot make them think or feel how you think that they should or behave the way that your manual that you have for them says that they should. Um, Trust me, I've tried and I've tried to figure that out and I haven't. And you know what? I think I'm better off for not having figured it out because that is a lot to manage. If you've tried, here's what I figured out. Drop the manual. It's a whole lot more free and light and fun 
to not have that manual, to not have that expectation. Okay. Now I know there's probably a lot of things going through your mind about that, but, but if I don't expect them, right. And I think I have another podcast on this, but you having a manual and holding an expectation for someone else to behave the way they, you think they should behave doesn't guarantee that they will behave that way. Okay. And that's, there's a lot to unpack there, but I'm, I can't go into all of that at this very moment. So you can definitely refer to my other podcast, but what I can tell you is that you will suffer less if you drop the manual that you have for others and you actually experience them for what they are for and for, for who they are and for what they're saying. So start to acknowledge what is actually happening. Okay. These family members actually don't want to be around my child. And now get curious about that, right? These family members don't want to be around my child. They had a, a get together and they intentionally didn't invite us. I wonder why. I wonder why. And not, not like, oh, they're douchebags or they're not nice people or because they're awful, right? Not, we're not going to make those kind of immediate character, um, conclusions, but what we want to do is get curious as if we were them. Put yourself in their shoes for just a minute, just as I'm sure you would like them to put themselves in your shoes, right? But we're going to put ourselves in their shoes without the expectation that they'll do the same because we're doing it to understand them. And the reason we want to understand them better is to relieve our own suffering from the negative stories that our brain is offering us. So step into their shoes for a minute and think about, you know, if I was them and I didn't have a child with special needs and I had absolutely no idea what it was like and I am trying to connect with this child, but they're not looking at me, they're not paying attention. Maybe they're hitting or scratching. Maybe they have big behavior issues, whatever it is that that's going on with your child or maybe with you, right? Maybe they do that they feel uncomfortable because they're not sure how to connect with you or your child. Maybe they feel uncomfortable because they, they don't want to get scratched because your child has a current behavior problem. Like those things are understandable. And maybe they just want to get together once in a while and, and not have to feel uncomfortable because, because they haven't learned how to deal with their uncomfortableness. Right. And that's something you want to keep in mind is that just as they're not causing you to, to feel ostracized, you are not causing them to feel uncomfortable. The way that they are looking at you and your child is their business and their decision. So when you've hashed through that, or you've just taken a minute, and it doesn't usually take a bunch of time, right? It just takes a, a little bit of, of thinking, right? of critical thinking for just a minute and asking these kinds of questions and looking at these kinds of perspectives and when you get to this kind of a place of, I can totally understand why they would make that decision. If I was them, I might make that same decision too. Now, when you're to that place and you've dropped the manual, right? Now you can decide what you will do from a place of peace. And it could be, I mean, anything, right? It could be, I'm going to reach out to them and just let them know how I feel. Right. Or, or let them know, hey, I, I would love to be included or, you know, maybe reach out to them and ask them, hey, I've noticed that you look a little uncomfortable. Is there something I could share with you or 
help you feel more comfortable about or teach you how to connect with my child or something like that. Perhaps you may find that it's better for you to do nothing in that situation and you're at peace just knowing that you've let go of the manual and that they are doing what they feel is best and you're doing it, you feel best. That may be the place you get to, which is great. Um, You may also decide that for your sake, maybe you're having a hard time getting to that place. So you'd prefer not to be with that family. And that's where you need to be for a period of time. That might be the place. I don't know what the right conclusion is for you. I don't know what the right decision is for you. But I do know that if you can do this work and get yourself to a place where you're creating a story so that you feel confident, you feel at peace, you feel like you can understand them a little bit more and have a space for compassion for them, that you will make decisions that you can get behind, decisions that you will like yourself for making, if that makes sense. And so that's really kind of the goal here. It's not to change other people or even to change yourself as far as your child, right? And getting rid of the disability or changing your whole family dynamic. It's not about that at all. It's about you doing the internal emotional work of changing the story that creates the feeling of ostracization. And then if your family is legitimately working to ostracize you, you will be able to make a decision from a place of peace and confidence instead of a place of pain. And I've noticed in my life and those of the people that I associate with, that when they make decisions out of peace and confidence and curiosity, that they always feel better about the decisions they've made and they always feel better within themselves in their inner world. That's what I've got for you today. Try it on. You do not have to be a victim to feeling ostracized. There are dozens and dozens, hundreds of people, right? I guess technically billions of people that you can associate with. All right. So that's what I've got for you today. Try those things on. Challenge those stories. Challenge those manuals, the ones that are causing pain and experiment with letting them go and see what happens. You guys can create the freedom and fun and emotionally peaceful place that you want in your life. All right. Thank you for listening in. I'll see you guys next week. Until then, take care.